welcome back, X's and T podcast fans. It is Danny here. And I'm really excited because we have an awesome guest with us today who was a part of Brit Worldwide. And again, I just want to say thank you so much to everybody who has been on the podcast, everybody who has said such kind words in support of me, myself, my guests, and the cause. I am so grateful. And I know that my guests too have just been so, so grateful for your guys' kindness. One thing that I do have to say, of course, at the beginning of every episode that we talk about these people, I'm not trying to get sued. Remember that? Okay. So mm -hmm. yes, we're talking about Amway. We're talking about Brit Worldwide. I'll probably mention Worldwide Dream Builders and really any of the other Amway lines of affiliation. Okay. So I get it. People love them. Some people hate them. I'm one of those people, but I'm also not here to tell anybody not to join because legally speaking, I can't, but I would encourage you to listen to people's stories to help maybe, you know, have some background knowledge. I would say proceed with caution. You know, you're an adult, you're going to make your own decisions. You do what you want to do. I am not here to defame any of these organizations, whether it's Amway or the tools businesses that we will be discussing. My guest is not here to defame anybody either. You know, we're just here to share a story and we're not here to, you know, harm anybody and their families. You know, we change names here. With that being said, you guys, I have also, I want to add a trigger warning at the beginning of this episode, because unfortunately there's a lot of abuse that happens, whether it's their family background or their time in the business, we do talk about some pretty heavy topics and abuse will definitely come up. Domestic violence will come up. Any of these things that might be triggering for you, I would definitely encourage you to, to either listen, you know, at your own pace, proceed with, with caution. If, if you're not ready for that today, hey, I get it. We'll catch you in the next episode. With all of that. All right, you guys, here I am introducing my guest. She is totally anonymous, so we actually don't have a name for her. She was in Brit Worldwide. And y'all, her story is in tense. And I just have to say, I am so proud of you and really excited to be able to help you share this story. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So how did you find my podcast? I was on TikTok searching about Amway, if anyone have experience through, I'm going through the cult business. And I realized that after watching so many videos, especially on YouTube and on Instagram and on Facebook and stuff like that, a lot of people actually have gone through um, BWW and with, with their ex-mentor, what they have gone through and their experience, especially if it's like very, very extremely bad and have ruined their relationship with their family, friends, cousins, everybody, because they had to let go and put this fake mindset of trying to achieve a goal without having toxic in their life. Absolutely. And I'm really glad that you were able to find it. And, you know, what is it when it comes to sharing your story? What is the the biggest um, passion that you have behind sharing it? And what do you think is the most important part about sharing your story? I just wanted to heal from the trauma that I faced and also move on and stop blaming myself for what had happened because I was very young and naive. I didn't know better. I was 19. I was just fresh out of high school. And I was trying to achieve this goal of my family, what they wanted me to be. For me, I found my ex-mentor through Facebook and they took advantage of me mentally and also financially. And I realized that they did not care about me after going through so many therapy that I have gone through. Trauma is definitely the best word to use here because that's a lot of what they cause. So when when you finally, when you met your mentor, kind of where were you at in your life? I know you said that you were fresh out of high school and you were still very young, you were 19, but what did life look, for you, look like for you at that time i did not have a good house growing up i wanted to be this big businesswoman because i was in high school and we went to this field trip and high school was the best time for me ever um i had a lot of you know growing up i went through bullying and essay um through my life especially in middle school but high school changed my life sorry high school and um Middle school, elementary school, I went through essay and um, and then through my whole life. And then high school was the best time for me because I learned to find out who I am and argue back and talk back. But for me, where I was at life was that I was trying to be happy, trying to achieve my goal, trying to find myself, trying to fix my life. But unfortunately, I couldn't because I was trying to please other people, what they wanted out of my life and trying to be what my parents want to be. Yeah. Wow. I'm, I'm so sorry. At such a young age, you had 
those experiences. Um, you know, it's pretty tough. And and I'm really thankful for you being so vulnerable and and being open and honest about that here. So again, I am so proud of you for sharing these aspects of life, which I know are a little bit challenging. Um, so you found your mentor on Facebook. So did you approach them or did they approach you first? They approached me. <laughs> it was funny. They had this script. I don't know about you, but there was a script that everyone used. This has been like long time, like 2017 till 2020. They have the script to approach people in their own way. And I was reading the script. First, I was very, very doubtful that why is this guy trying to ta- um, trying to talk to me? First of all, I was in London when it happened because I was forced to go to my cousin's wedding um, in London because I was in college at that time. I didn't want to go. I had to do what I had to do for myself. But again, I did not grow up with a good mother and a good, um, I grew up with a good dad. But, you know, I grew up in a very, very DV situation in my life. And my ex-mentor approached me with this script. Hi, do you want to do this, 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 make a million of dollars, stuff like that? And, and he said something about, you know, trying to find a few people to join his business. I was like, okay, why? I did text him back, but it took us through Mars to talk about it because I was very, very cautious because I've talked to other people about it like why is this guy who is this guy stuff like that but after we met um the first time and this, this is what they always do I don't know why I was in Starbucks trying to bother me with this with this thing they were meeting me in a fucking Starbucks he met me through City Tech there's a Starbucks there that I went to with my friends and then we met there he showed me the plan on his like, yellow notebook he was showing me about what is this and stuff like that it was very doubtful but after seeing that, you know, going to their home, going to the conference call, going to the first Monday meeting, right? <laughs> I don't know about you, but you pay $9 for the entrance. But if you're a guest, you don't have to pay any. I don't understand that. But like, I asked him, oh, why did we do that? It's like, everyone, everyone has to put in the effort. But why? Like, I, I never got that answer. I don't know about you, but it just makes sense for me. But I would have yeah. to be this, I guess I have to be good, Um, be this good person. I don't know why, but the environment really, really got to me because I felt like safe, comfortable, a place I can call home. And this happened in Hotel Pennsylvania, um, New York City. And I remember um, going to my first Monday meeting there. I had to actually sneak out because I wasn't allowed to go out night because, again, I grew up with a very, very strict. Um, Muslim household and I felt really really unsafe being home at all so since yeah. I sneaked out um, the first thing that I sneak back in pretend nothing had happened I was really excited I went to the Monday meeting I came back it was it was crazy like I was so I took the train all the way there I was talking to my ex-mentor that was the first time ever I disobeyed my parents because I knew wow yeah, as someone who grew up in a Muslim household, if you ever disobey your parents, or even at any household, we all know, especially if you're a child, or if you're a teenager or adult, if especially if you're under their roof, if you ever, ever misbehave, they will beat you up. And that's not abuse, that's political, I guess, in their mind, but it's not as called abuse. Wow. And I went to meet my ex-mentor in the Monday meeting in Hotel Pennsylvania. It's no longer there, it's already shut down. It's primarily closed, but I remember going there nighttime, like around 7 p.m., something like that. And I don't know why, but I felt excited. But before I went to the meeting, I forgot to mention, before I moved to the meeting, I actually did join. It took me time. I don't know why. I don't know how he convinced me to show me the dream and stuff like that. I maybe the people there, but I remember going to the Amway Center at, like in the, like around 7.40 p.m., I went there, I, you know, paid to get started. I was like $130,000, uh, $1,300, something like that, that I paid for. I remember going there the first time. And then I remembered just, you know, being excited to join because I never, ever joined a business. I never had a job. I only I had a job the first time. And that's why I put my first bank account. But um, I remember going to the Amway Business Center, and I got started there. I bought some product. He showed me th- this huge box with product inside. Do you remember that? Wow. And you we are a little different, but yeah, definitely. Yeah. And then, you know, my ex-mentor took me home, but I had to take the seven train home because I didn't want my parents to find out where I was going. 
And I came home with this huge, big box. And my parents were like, what is that? I'm like, oh, nothing. Just a gift from somebody. So I had to pretend like nothing had happened. Then I went to the Monday meeting, like I said, at nighttime, sneaked out, came back home. And that's the day I decided to disobey my parents because I wanted a place to call home. Like I said, I didn't grow up in a good household. So for me, when I went to see my ex-mentor, I felt like home. I felt safe, comfortable. I felt like I had a place that was loved and taken care of. My ex-mentor, Alex and Jane, was like my parents to me. And so was Tim. But for me, Tim was actually my sponsor. Alex and Tim, um, Alex and Jen was my um, platform. And then um, Nate and Susan was like my diamond. And then yeah. after that, it was just like, you know, I went to the hotel um, every Monday meeting, even though sometimes I do miss it out because I don't have enough money to pay for it. I get the craziest shit for money. Like I did crazy stuff for money. Like I would like steal. I had a random job that I would do. I did some stuff that oh. I shouldn't have done. <laughs> I stopped going to college. Like my life got messed up when I joined the business, but I just felt like I had a place to call home. I have business that I can do that can change people's lives. Because I was in high school. My when I went to um I went to, uh, I was in high school that time. When I went for my first it was my first uh, field trip that I went to, and my teacher um you know we were sitting down in this big big room around people and they were talking about people children being shot and they're being saved and I cried and I saw this woman being so successful stuff like that. I was like wow that's gonna be me one day I don't know why but maybe that's one of the main reasons that got me to be inspired to be part of Amway because I wanted a place to call home a place I could build business a place where I don't have to you know put my generation curse um curse going on with my life yeah wow no no do please do not apologize that is so good because that is your story and that's that's only the beginning and I'm thinking about like this guy approaching you on Facebook so randomly too which is so wild to me but they're ballsy like that they do they do be like that these Monday meetings so we and so I was in worldwide and worldwide did not have this particular thing because I was shocked because I, I actually spoke with a girl named Meredith. Meredith actually also was in New York City and had gone to meetings at this old Pennsylvania hotel. And she told me that they cost money every single time. And I'm like, no, like we had meetings on a weekly basis. Most of them were free because they were held in like people's like basements, living yes. rooms, etc. But we yeah. did. We had bigger ones like once a quarter, like that were like 40 bucks now or so it was 20 bucks. Now they're $40. Like it's $20 for the first half of the function, which is the quote training that they held hold for the IBOs. And then the second half is the quote board plan, right? We got the big diamond yeah. guy on there flashing his shit, right? It was just <laughs> dumb, but it's a lot of money just for the damn meetings, just for the Brit worldwide side of things and, and worldwide. Yeah. Oh my God. And, and I'm sitting here thinking too, you know, you had already expressed that you had such a, a negative upbringing and something that really, really was so detrimental to you. Do you feel that kind of growing up in the place that you did made you kind of a prime candidate for them to approach and to be able to kind of take you under their wing and almost try to save you? Yeah, that's what I felt like. I felt like they were my guardian angel that I can finally, you know, because my, like, like my home was so not safe when cops was called. Like the cost was cold because of what I have gone through at home. And for me to look to my ex-mentor and talking to them made me feel comfortable and safe. But I didn't understand that they were manipulated because I had friends in college and they were really good. And we're not we just got reconnected. But I give up everything for them. Like I stopped going to college. I don't know if they told me that, but like I had to, like, I had this in my mind that I had to, I had to sacrifice. Like, I don't know how. Maybe it's one of those CDs that they had back then. And then the talk that they had, where they talked about, oh, you have to sacrifice one thing for another and stuff like that. And yeah, it was actually part of that because I remember um, going to my Diamond um, big conference, Nate and Susan. 
And I just remember going up there, playing the Rocky music. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, my <laughs> God. You know, I just oh remember that. Yes. <laughs> I so cheesy. Yes, it was. You know, them playing their video about how they, you know, have this car and how they don't have to work. And they they have all this business stuff like that. And the mentality was, I remember just, you know, going up there. I'm sorry, being on the benches with my uh, with my ex-mentor, putting my hands up, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. It was like, it was <laughs> I'm so, I'm looking, I'm like, what the hell was I was thinking? Like, what is wrong with me? So yeah. um, I just remember putting my um, putting my hands up, you know, with my ex-mentor, holding my hands, playing that Rocky music, pretending that it, that was going to be me one day with my ex-mentor, being so happy and stuff like that. And it was just so, like, it was just crazy. So I was yeah. just very, very vulnerable at that time because I also went to my ex-mentor housing. It just, I don't know, it just felt like I had a I had a place to call home. But it was very hard to buy their product. Especially their PV level was like 500 when, when I was growing up with them, it was $500 for a certain amount of product that you can get for 150 PV or 600 for, you know, for certain amount of PV to get. And let's just talk about how having a job is bad. Like, yeah. it just, I'm just me trying to please them, doing a random job, doing random shit. That's just so crazy. Like, why did I, I, I don't know. Just, I just feel like, like, it was just crazy to, like, think that, that being with them was the place to call home. And they always ask me, why don't you just give up soda? Why don't you give up Coca-Cola? I'm like, I can't give up certain things because it's just part of my culture and part of my, you know, part of me. They want you to buy all their products every month that you have into their products, right? Into, into your own company, they call you. It was just wild because I could not buy anything else with my money that I would earn. You know, I could have used that money to actually walk away from my own home to have my own room or to have my own place. But their mentality was let's sacrifice now so that we can have a better future. It just it just it was just wild that I couldn't buy anything I wanted to like if I wanted to buy like for example if I wanted to buy Coca-Cola, I had to buy a different brand from their company. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I have to buy whatever I could. Like everything like if I want to buy like clothing, I have to buy from the company. You know what I mean? And to get bonus yeah. points. But it was just a scam. That's all it was. Just manipulation and just a scam. And people told me that it was a scam, but I just, I just didn't believe it. I was just so yeah. determined, you know? Yeah, absolutely. They're, they're so good at what they do. They really, really are. Because the thing is, is if they were upfront about half the stuff that they do, we wouldn't have joined. If I would have been told upfront, hey, actually, you're just going to be kind of poaching people off the street. Um, you're going to be trying to get them in your cult. Um, your life is going to be this business and you're not going to do anything else. Like you said, you can't buy your own shit. You got to buy our products. You have to, everyone you talk to has to be somebody you got to show the plan to. Like if all of that was upfront, I would have been like, nah, fuck you guys. I'm done because that's not, I'm not out here trying to do that, but they do it in such a way that is like, you're helping people. Everyone needs this business. It is the greatest thing in the world as if Amway is this end all be all bullshit. But we all know that it's not. And I, I'm, I'm just baffled because you're absolutely right. You know, if we needed clothes, we have to go through the partner stores, which I don't think that's a thing anymore. I've heard recently they don't do that. Um, but yeah, so when you were kind of first beginning in the business, um, I remember I, I heard you mention like the PV amounts. Was your expectation to buy your own personal 150 PV? Yes, it was. I had to hit 150 PV every monthly. I'm sure you know about that. You know, yeah. so that yeah. way you can go on the stage and be like, I hit 150 PV. I hit 600 PV. Oh, I hit this amount of PV. And that is fine. So you can inspire other people to do what you do. Follow the example for leadership, they call it. Fucking bullshit lies. Um, you know, so that way, you know, you can, you know, not have a job. Like, I don't know why, but they just, they really, really don't like jobs. They really, really hate jobs. It's crazy. Yeah. Every time they talk about, you know, how having a job is a bad thing. It's just, it's wild. 
that and and also um the company is um the the energy drinks and stuff like that was very very extremely unhealthy it was just a very very high um level of um you know sugar so maybe that's why I'm allergic to smoke all of now <laughs> but um it was very very high level of sugar it was very very unhealthy and also buying home products you have to buy from them you know everything from cleaner you have to buy from them energy drinks food you have to buy from them like everything but to go um back on your question yes you had to hit a specific bonus level and sponsor people so that way you can hit your level because you can't do it on your own. You have to get customers, right? And then you yeah. have to also not only get customers that you have to get, you have to also get people to join. So when they hit a bonus level, when the customer buys their own product, you can actually, you know, hit more and more bonus level and then be on the stage saying that, oh, my mentor is this, my uh, my sponsor is this person, my dad is this person. And I'm so yes. proud to be part of their team. But it was all bullshit yes. alive. I forgot about that. Yes, yes. Worldwide have the same exact thing where if you hit different pin levels that they would, you know, set forth. Like you, I think the the really there was like your first like time in business, you're you're hitting, you know, you're brand new into sponsorship. I think that's the first time you quote cross stage. And then I think after that, it's like 1000 pin, uh 1500, kind of so on and so forth until you kind of hit those those Amway pin levels which is platinum and above like we've talked about before yeah. here um but you're right you would say my sponsor is this person my upline platinum is this person and my diamond is this person it's all stupid but you're not wrong they do that and i forgot and you're right you know they do put a lot of emphasis and mostly on the on how much money you're spending in this business and how much do you remember you were spent because i know that Brit Worldwide was pretty far behind worldwide as far as the technology goes. Were you getting the CD? And then when you guys switched over to to the apps, like how much yeah. were you spending a month on these business tools? So the CDs, they only came with CDs. First of all, so you have to buy the thing, the CD player, first of all. So I remember, and also you buy like carriers, so you can put the CD inside. Um, I was paying... Depending on the seat, because not all of them are the same price. Some of them were like seven dollars. Some of them were like fourteen, twelve, twenty, depending on the you know level. And um, I was buying, and my ex mentors was and my sponsor. I mean, and my ex mentors, well, she is my sponsor. Actually, was buying me all those CDs and books. Remember oh, all nice. those books that they talk about that you have to buy. Yeah. Charity. Yeah. So absolutely. I was just buying CDs after CDs, trying to like, you know, push down negative people. Um, the the are trying to help me. Like, I was just trying to buy all those CDs, as you can see from here. Like, just buying. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't know. that Some of them were 14, some of them were 12. And then I remember when I got the app, my son, sir, was such a send me credit. So I can get some CDs. And I said, I did buy my own credit so I can invest into my mind. And I just yeah. remember just buying CDs after CDs, buying books after books, buying product after um, product, buying talk shows, going to conference meetings. But I actually was not that achievement. To be honest, I'm not that perfect. I actually did not. Um, so there's sometimes because I run out of money sometimes. So like I said, I did crazy yeah. shit. Um. I wanted to set that example for my sponsor and also for my cross line. Remember a cross line that you couldn't date, stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just yeah. Asking, um, just doing all what they're asking for. But I did become robust against them because I actually did try to question them, but they were just so manipulated. My um my you know, my pylon, they were like like my parents because I thought they care about me, but like I said, it was all about their money and stuff like that. There's sometimes where I would cry to them in front of their sponsor, trying to tell them, like, I would have so many mental breakdowns and trying to quit, but I just couldn't because I wanted to please, you know, my ex-mentors and trying to, you know, be with my sponsor, trying to, I thought that, this is crazy, 
Um, I felt that we we're gonna get married, you know, have kids in the business, you know, build this big business, have this big house, have these big cars and stuff like that. Also, my yeah. first sister was trying to achieve the same dream, not in the business, but also like with jobs and stuff like that. So I guess where I have seen that that was like normal. Like for me, I did not have a strong boundary. So for me, I had this fake dream being um being with my ex mentor, which sounds fucking crazy now. Um, you know, just you know, buying to their bullshit, just buying CDs, buying talk shows, you know, going to the contract meeting, never going to seasonal meetings. Right, going to the hotel, you know, yeah. trying to stay up late. Remember staying up all um staying up. Oh my god. I I, I feel so yeah. Ugh. and they don't care. Especially if you have a medical condition also. Like, what if that person cannot stay up late because they have a medical condition? Like they don't care. It's all about saying the example. That's all they say. Um just remember trying to please them, trying to, you know, be what they wanted. And I actually do want to give out a shout out to people who actually did help me on YouTube because I have watched so many videos about, you know, the truth about Amway and BWW and it took me so many, like, it because they told me not to do it. Don't, don't, do not look up Amway and just being a scam. Do not listen to other people. Listen to what I'm saying. The word that they used was so manipulated. It's so fucking crazy. Like I said, they don't care about you and you have to accept that. And I actually do want to give out to uh, like to people who actually made those videos because I know a lot of people yeah. because of them, all because of them, those people actually changed my life. So I want to give out a shout out to Martha Reyes. Is that okay with you if I give a shout out? Yeah, please do. This is helpful for other people to go check out other content because you're absolutely right. These people actually really have great information and they help so much when it comes to leaving. Yeah, because these people just changed my life and all because of them, I was I looked it up. So I wanted to give shout out to Martha Reyes. I hope I say her name. Yes. She's yeah, Martha Reyes. Who, yeah, she's the one who made a video about the truth about worldwide dream builder and Amway. You know, check out her. Um and then another one I'll give a shout out to was Sarah Girl on youtube she changed my life but to her all her videos changed my life and this is the person who changed my life the most was z melodo and seven this person this this person changed my life because i I had to i had to understood because because they weren't real like my ex-mentor were actually the evil person you know what i mean like it's like it's like you watch a movie and you realize wait a minute who is the true villain is it my ex mentor or people who actually who people actually went through the business who actually left trying to tell you that listen, they are scammers, don't believe them. And you have to accept that they were fake people. Yeah. Sorry. I wanted to also give a shout out to this one person um on TikTok um that changed my life. Her username is and time well a lot of people on tiktok made this videos um that changed my life but she uh, she actually was an anti-mlm kid you're right what is her yeah her username is the anti-mlm kid she actually you know her videos are just incredible and uh, i actually just recently learned about her um but watching everything that she produces, it just continues to validate your points and, and the points of like you talk, Zay and Melody, which they, I would absolutely, I shout them out every single opportunity I have. They don't produce videos anymore. Um, I think it's purely for personal reasons. I don't think anybody should try to shoot them down legally or anything, which is a, a question I get asked all the time, but they really were amazing. So what's funny about Zay and Melody is I was in the business in the same diamond ship as they were. They were downline from the club owner. I rubbed elbows with them at functions. I don't think they would remember me, you know, who I was, but we absolutely, as soon as their YouTube channel launched, right? They were trying to do damage control. They were constantly like, oh, you don't want to listen to this couple. They're liars. Like you talked about, right? You Like trying to put yeah. them as the villain when they themselves are actually the real villains of the story. And exactly. I did an... 
I did an episode with my friend, Rachel, which will have come out um, by the time this episode comes out. And we were talking about the Salem witch trials. And we were talking about how, you know, people during that time, the Puritans, they were terrified of their, of the accused, right? The people who were claimed to be witches, who were all innocent people. When in reality, and my friend Rachel put it perfectly, she said, they should have been more afraid of the people who were accusing, not the accused. And I was like, oh, shit. It's just that I feel like they ruined part of my life, you know, and they don't just, they just don't care. There's so many people yeah. who are into this podcast have to understand. They don't care about you. You have to understand that. They might act like they care, but abuser, what they do is that they pretend they care about you, but in reality, they don't care about you. Like, for example, I'll give an example. I was with my ex-landlord, right? I moved. Thank God, July 20th. I actually got a partner now. I got lucky. I have a Jamaican man. So I'm very lucky. Hey. I'm very lucky to have that. Um, we have, you know, we're different cultures. So we have our head, you know, I'm Aries. He's a Capricorn. So we, but, you know, we, we're headstrong, both of us. But my ex landlord, um, landlord did not care about me. You know, like I did not cook there. I didn't take a shower there. I felt so uncomfortable and safe. But, but um, that was the day. Um, since I left, I realized that like now I have a room with the um fat and the AC. I have a place I can call home. Like I'm comfortable being. I can cook and if I wanted to I take a shower. Like for me, when you leave abuse, you gotta see their true color. And that's something I realized that when I left, I saw their true color. And yeah. the crazy thing is that. She had a daughter who actually on medication and cops was called. And I was, I was in the basement at that time when I was, I had to leave my ex patient behind because I just couldn't handle her, you know. And, you know, I was going through a situation like that. And my ex went through the same yeah. time too. But I had a, like, I don't regret leaving things behind because I have good people in my life that I would love to give shout out to, but I want to keep their privacy. I have a good job. Like, I have a job. I have a good, good job where I'm not doing anything at all. Like, for me, my job that I do is just sitting there taking care of a patient. Her son is there taking care of her also at the same time. And, like, I have a place that I can call home that I'm safe and comfortable. And it feels so weird. But when you leave abuse, you see their true call and you have to decide and it is best to walk away and then get in contact with them again and just keep, you know, your brain's like, they won't change. You might think that they change, but you have to understand. And it took me very, very long to do like a lot, a lot of podcasts, going to a lot of therapy, reading books without having to trigger. Uh, be, ca- be careful with the trigger that I have. Because I have CPTSD and PTSD, you know, being a call, going through stuff like that that they don't care about you. They're just wanting to use you for their own benefit. They just want to manipulate, manipulate you. And people who actually leave the call business, actually are telling you the truth. Then the people they're, yeah. they're with, just I, just, I just feel crazy. I feel like they ruined my life, to be honest. Like I was going to go to college, you know, I was going to go to, I was, I was really, really hopeful to go to Harvard. I just feel like they ruined my life because I listen to them and their bullshit lies. Oh, you know what's right. really crazy? I want to tell you, my diamond, Nate and, and Susan, actually one was um, was trying to become a doctor, a very, very highly successful doctor. The other one was trying to become a lawyer, but because they got sucked in to the business and their, you know, manipulation with their ex-mentor that they, I mean, so with their mentor that they have, which are actually Indian people, you know, they could have become this successful power couple, change people's life, actually, actually, like, really, really do a good job. But they got yeah. so sucked in into the business with this manipulation that they think that they change their people's life, and they have kids now, but they're not. They're just wasting their life hurting other people, and they just don't care. It's sad that yeah. you see good people become bad people. Yeah, absolutely. And you're right. And the thing is, is too, is, is it's sad, but they demonize those kinds of um, career paths, which is unfortunate. And you're right. They, they talk down on jobs or people who have jobs or long-term jobs. And that's one of the ways that they, they use that and they weaponize it against us. And they, they basically 
make us doubt anybody in our lives who has a job, which is everybody, everyone in our circles have jobs. And even if they don't have like a stereotypical job, like maybe a stay-at-home mom or stay-at-home dad or whoever, that's still like a job. Like I have kids, I know, you know, that's a job, but still they tell us not to trust these people. And they plant that seed of doubt, like you said, very close, very soon on. They're like, hey, don't look this up on YouTube. Don't trust Reddit. Like everything that they can to make us stay close to to them. Um, so as you're kind of going through the business and you had this very, very positive times, you know, where you, you were passionate, you were doing like what you said, you were doing what you had to, to get PV money. And to be honest, I don't think you should be ashamed of that for yourself because these people are that manipulative. They make you feel like you need to do what you have to, to make sure that you get that PV, because if you don't, you lose your relationship with them. And it's unfortunate that, that they do that. But as you're kind of starting to notice some, you know, this things are getting weird. Like what were some of the first red flags that you had seen? And I remember you said you took these concerns to your upline and what did all of that look like? I asked my, um, my upline, Oh, do you think that, you know, is Amway a scam? Because people are telling me it's a scam business. And the way he talked about, like, how is a scam? You're just trying to sponsor people. You actually do get paid. And those people who actually are, are um, who actually invest into the money, into the business, actually are getting paid. Which is actually not true. Because I realized that no matter how many times you hit a bonus level and stuff like that, you actually don't make that much money because you can make more money than having, like, having a job, than being in the business. And even though I asked my mentor so many times, oh, is this a scam? You know, the people are saying about this, this stuff. He always shut me down in a way that manipulated me because he was very charming. And I just fell in love with him. And I just thought that, like I said, I was very young and I, I feel stupid of me now. but. Uh, I was just very young and I did not know better. But no matter how many times you hit the bonus level or no matter how many times you sponsor people, you actually don't make that much money because you actually invest more money. Because think about it. When you hit 150 PB, you spend uh, you spend like $500, $600 for it. And you can only get 3% out of it. And then yeah. when you hit more and more level and you get more people, you're not really making that much money because all your money is going through your CD, your books, your talk, going to conference, your, um, you know, you're going to buy product, all the shit. You're actually investing into your sponsor, um, you know, to be successful and you're investing your money to their money so they can actually, you know, put that down to their ex-mentor, stuff like that. And... I'm sorry, let me just say their mentor and stuff like that. Like, no matter how many times you have a cross line, right? You actually are the one who actually is giving out your own hardworking money to those people trying to be successful, trying to repeat the same trauma, you know, generation trauma. That's what it feels like. You're going through, you're yeah. just putting your trauma on them and just repeating. No matter if you have cross line, if you have downline, stuff like that, just putting the trauma on them. You're missing CDs chops you know sometimes i remember going to a conference and they said a couple of them said but they told me that i should invest every money that i have and every inc- every cent that i have even if they quit even if they even if they get shunned so that's what they do they should shun people when they live i mean when they quit yeah. and i know that because i remember having this happening in money where i have to actually experience i'm like but i understood it um so as maybe i was grew up in a very shelter home and that's one of the main reasons but you know every time you invest into your spots um your downline your project stuff like that no matter what you do you will never ever ever be successful because you're investing to your pv you know you're investing into a cd is going to come and going to out of town you actually get from you have to get permission in order to travel out of town like you ever speak with your mentors like, oh, do you think it's good for me to go to the meet, meet this person? And they're very, and stuff like that. It was just crazy. Like, they just, they're just like, oh, I spent someone in Mexico. I spent someone in that country, that country. And, you know, stuff like that. They're in the military, stuff like that. But just don't do it. Just walk away. 
and just, you know, you know, block them, everything you got, block them, get a restraining order, you have to, because as much as you have to do, um, call the cops on them, if they come near you, you have to do it, because you have to protect yourself, because they just don't care about you, because no matter how many yeah. times, if you look at this, no matter how many times you have to have, you have 150 PV, and your response, um, your cross line or your downline do that, you have to invest into buying CDs, book, and stuff like that. And you have to accept that they don't care about you. Yeah. Wow. And actually, you the money are not that, wrong. Yeah, that's true. And actually, the money that you make, like if you spend $500 on products, they usually don't need. Like, you can just go. You can use that money to buy clothing and food, and you know, if you have a baby, you, can, you know, invest buy, you know, buying clothing for the baby, which they tell you not to buy first of all. But then you just yep. invest everything in into the business, like they tell you. You can spend five hundred dollars to pay rent, you know, to buy food, buy clothing, buy you know products you need for your body, buy, you know, stuff like that. Now you make a lot of really really good points and. I'm so sorry again for this experience that you had with them and, and the trauma that they caused and, and really just piling on top of the trauma that you'd already had, that you'd already escaped to get away from, to better yourself. Um, so you were in for three years and you left, um, you left in 2020. Was this before COVID or after COVID kind of, or like, I guess not after, but like midway through this, this whole point COVID kind of started. So it was actually during COVID that I was going through a mental breakdown. I actually ran away from home. And when I ran away from home, that was the day I felt like I had a place to call home. But when I was living with my ex-patient, she had dementia, my ex-mentor would always ask me, oh, when are you going to hit 600 PV? When are you going to hit 1,500 PV? When are you going to hit 1,000 PV? Stuff like that. And they just really, really don't care about you. I, like I said, I'm going to keep saying this to people so they can understand it and go through the thick brain. They don't care about you. They only care about what you can get from you. That's only they care about. So they would always ask me, and this what happened during COVID, because I ran away from home, like I said. I got a job, and I had to walk away. So um, I have to accept the fact that they would always ask me for money, money, money. So when am I going to hit? You know, when I'm going to buy books and stuff like that, I would tell them that, oh, you know, I'm going to, you know, have someone, you know, I have the son stay with us or I'm going to have, you know, I'm going to be working at that time. But I had so many mental breakdowns when I was living with my expansion house because I had to be, you know, always taking care of her, well dealing with my business and also trying to achieve, you know, I had to, I was trying to do my HHA, I was trying to do my CNA. I got baptized as Christian, and I was trying to do all this when I went in from home, well, handling on the back of my, you know, back, my parents, and, you know, my family worrying about me, when am I, when am I going to come back, stuff like that, and when, when I'm going to send the money, so it happened during COVID, and I couldn't, you know, go to conferences, I couldn't leave my family, I had to be there 24-7, so it was, I made all those money, my mental health has actually had a big, big effect. So I had so many mental breakdowns. I went to so many therapy. I had to call the suicide hotline. I thought of committing suicide. I thought of ending my life. I thought of like if I just you know end my life, maybe all those pain that I go through would just stop. I had to take pills. I had to take. I had to take. Like I went through so many things. Being with my ex patient, which I don't regret because I was I was running away from home and make good people in my life actually care about me, who actually helped me to get my HHA and my CNA. It was just a lot of mental breakdown. Well, like I said, they don't uh-huh. care about you. It's all about the money and all the game for them. And I remember, you know, just having this mental breakdown, trying to quit my job, trying to go back, trying to get some sleep, trying to relax a little bit, and trying to find out who I am. Because even though I made a lot of money, half of my money, half my income was actually going to the business so I can have my ex-mentor be this god, you know? That's what I feel like. I don't know why, but they put your ex-mentor or people in this business, like, oh, they're the god. They're people who who change your life, like all this bullshit crap things. And it just, 
it just it was just a lot of things they have to handle actually mentally and I had so many mental breakdowns after going through so many therapy and trying to end my life, you know, doing crazy shit that I shouldn't have done, you know, being with guys that I should have not been with. Just just they just don't really care. That's all I'm gonna say. I'm sorry, what was the yeah. question again? No, you're good. <laughs> um, honestly, I, I no, you answered you answered perfectly because we're talking about like red flags and how you're yeah. you're up and approached it. Um, and now that you're now that you're out of the business, you know, you said you had to block them and you you know, you're right. Like you're like you you can't do the back and forth with them because they'll try to rope you back in. Um and and it sounds like things are so much better for you now that you're out and you're free and you have a partner, you have a good job. Like life, like you said, was just kind of ruined for a good period of time where you know these people they promised you so much and then all they really did was just all they did was fuck around and it's just it sucks that they did that but now that you're out you know when it comes to spreading awareness about Amway and your experience and how can we as a community support sharing your story I feel like no matter how many times you make videos on TikTok or especially on um, social media I feel like it has a big impact, but not enough big impact because those people who are brand new, just out of high school, who actually are you know, survivor of a DP of their family, trying to get their life together, stuff like that. <sighs> the, for now, just social media, to be honest, you know, just talk to people who actually went through the same vision. And, you know, if you have, and this is very important, if you have families, friends, relatives, in the business, it is best to not talk to them because I actually have a good, I have a really good story for you to tell you. I had a friend who I don't talk to now because she's in the business, right? I remember, remember, I, my ex landlord was actually in the business too. I just realized that she actually bought, oh. I don't know if she was in or not, but she was buying products or something like that. And I was like, what the fuck? And I asked her, is that, you know, she's like, um, you know, someone gave it to me, stuff like that. And it's like, and she was a narcissist. She was a bad person. She was a bad human being, first of all. So um, back to the question, I had a friend who was actually in the business. I went to a Catholic church with her, right? She was, I, had, I don't have a car at the moment, at that moment. And I remember um, trying to, like, she would talk about how she came from a meeting. She was trying to talk, like, talk about, like, oh, do you want to buy products and stuff like that? And I'm like, and that triggered me so badly. I was like, no, I'm done. And I just walked away because I realized yeah. that you can't. And she does see me time to time, but I don't really try to talk to her. Like, like, oh, hi, how are you? Okay, bye. I'm trying to walk away because I realized that I don't want to be a friend with somebody who actually have a shitty life. Her life is not perfect. And I realized that she put her in the situation for herself because she was trying to help other people so much. I don't know what she does. I Like I said, I don't talk to her no more, but I feel like we try to help other people so much you actually end up losing yourself more. You have to understand that. You also understand that you can't help everybody else. You have to help yourself first. And they don't put that in the um, in their, you know, little guideline or, you know, in their little story they talk about how they become social stuff like that. I would say that it is better to walk away because you can't help or change them. And that's what's really sad, especially if you have people, friends, relatives in the business just tell them and have this very, very strong boundary. Listen, I don't feel comfortable buying products from me. You can do whatever you want, but I'm not going to get involved with you, period. Please stay away from me. Just block the number on social media. Change your address if you can. Change your phone number if you can. Change everything so that way they don't find you. Get, get, like I said, get a restraining order if you have to and call a compliment if you have to. But then if it's like your child, I don't know what to say, if it's your husband, I, I don't know what to say to you. I feel sorry for you, to be honest. Yeah, none of my family was like up to this, me being the business, to be honest. They were like, oh, why are you doing this business? What is wrong with you? Why aren't you going to college yeah. like that? Because I feel they were hurting me physically and mentally before I joined the business. I tried to find a place home, like I said. And to be honest, I just, it was just not beneficial towards me. And some people might say that, oh, your story is just crazy and just rambling, stuff like that. I'm trying to explain to you and the truth because you might not think it might it might be small thing from the CDs and books, but those CDs and books are very, very manipulative 
and you don't understand yeah. that part in your little brain because you're not because you're not developing until you hit the age of 25 which i'm 26 and i understand now you know what i mean yeah and those 18 year olds don't understand until until you know until they leave because like i said they, they don't know better they're just out of high school and they're trying to get their life together yeah no you're not wrong and and i'm really grateful that you were willing to come on and be so vulnerable and and speak with passion because everything that you say is just it's so validating for anybody who maybe was questioning like oh did i make the right decision leaving or maybe they feel guilty for ever having being in and i think cassia said it perfectly when she's like there's not like this could happen to anybody this is you know nobody's above a cult they'll hit your pain points and um this helps hopefully people not feel as guilty for ever having been in and and i know you say sometimes like you feel bad for some of the ways that you felt about your ex-mentor but honestly like that's manipulation that was not your fault so thank you so much for your time is there any last thoughts that you have for our audience i would just say the best advice i can give you is just walk away because oh i forgot to tell you um i wanted to mention something really quick i remember sure. when i was on the stage you know how you know they would talk about because i remember talking about michelle gabarita about this stuff she was talking about how being a single is actually the bad thing i don't know if you ever noticed that that you can't be single yes. you have to be married stuff like that you know have kids and then put that trauma on there for some reason it doesn't make sense i looked up to michelle Gary because she was single woman you know being successful but behind the closed door i had no idea that behind the closed door they were actually talking back like they were talking about bad things about her you know they were talking about how you know being single is a bad thing and stuff like that and how you should you can't be single you have to be in the business stuff like that which is very very manipulative so the best thing i can give you is if you, it's better to walk away from amway or bww or any call business and you know just try to be financially free from yourself for yourself and just take care of yourself first and it's okay it is absolutely okay to take care of yourself first put yourself need first and not put other people behind you sorry behind you first Put you put them first, yeah. I mean. So that's the yeah. I think you for some people, especially if you're young and naive and don't blame yourself. It's okay. Um, you didn't know but and go to a lot of therapy. It really helps. You know, going to therapy, talking to people actually really help. Good people in your life will come to you when you leave. Yeah, uh, you might never oh, know. Absolutely. Yeah. Wow. Thank you so much. I really appreciate your time. Um, if you guys are out there definitely share this episode. You know, it's really important to continue spreading the message and getting other people's stories out there. If you guys want to come on and share your story, please reach out to me on Instagram at xsnt.podcast. You guys can find me on TikTok, YouTube, Spotify, anywhere you can find podcasts, T podcast. And I'm here to help spread your message, help share your story. If reach out to me and it doesn't even have to be MLM related. We talk a lot about trauma and spreading awareness here. So thank you again, everybody so much. And thank you again. And we'll catch everybody in the next episode. Thank you so much for having me.